The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How is your work life going? Business? Home? Social? How about your health? Could you make some changes? Of course you could, but how and where to start? This is Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. In this program, we'll help you identify and make the changes in your life that need to be made. And by doing so, increase your potential for success. And now, here's your host, Hemda Mizrahi. Welcome to Turn the Page. I'm Hemda Mizrahi. While you've most likely experienced erratic times in your life, times when you've been less fulfilled, less happy, less purposeful, you may have learned over the years to be more on an even keel. What I mean by even keel is to be less affected by both highs and lows, such that you're able to take both eventful and uneventful times more in stride. Today's episode will offer you tools that you can apply to create, and most importantly, sustain more joy, meaning, and success in your life. My guest today, Benson Simmons, is the author of a recently published book called Solar Power, Unlocking the Eight Gates to Joy and Abundance. Benson joins us virtually from Los Angeles, California. He's an award-winning actor, acting and life coach, and painter. His writing reflects extensive training in the dramatic arts and schools of thought that he studied for 20 years, such as Kabbalah, Eastern philosophy, and mysticism. Benson, welcome to the show. Hey, Hemda, so nice to be here. You beautiful soul, what a great, uh, what a beautiful introduction. Thank you. Thank you, and I'm so thrilled that you're here and also really curious to hear what you've learned over the years that can help people experience joy, meaning, and success more as constants than peaks and valleys. Exactly. Okay, well, let me begin. Um, yes, my, my understanding of life was exactly the same way. There'd be times when you'd be, you, when you'd be in a certain mood and somebody could say something to you or something could happen to you and it would just roll off your back. And other times it would, somebody would say the exact same thing and it would just completely change your mood and put kind of a, a glum cloud on the whole day. And so through a lot of, meditation and research and understanding and listening deep inside, I was able to hear that the foundation, see, it's what's so important to everybody. And it, to have happiness, sustained success in business and home is to understand what's driving your behavior at any moment in time. Mm-hmm. That is the key. And so for most of us, Unless we choose, we're in a default system, a default operating system, and that is, is the default system of ego. And what is ego? Because it's like we all want to know, like, what drives us? What drives our behavior? What makes me get up in the morning? What makes me um, react to certain things in certain ways? 
And that usually is that most of us are stuck in ego. An ego is a desire or a drive based on fear, lack, and limitation. Would you so I'll repeat again. I want people to really take this in. Ego is a, is a drive based on fear, lack, and limitation. And brief explanation, if you just imagine yourself, yeah, I don't know, just imagine like a, a Rambo movie, you know, and you've got your gun, and you're in the, and you're in the, 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 the overbrush, and you're trying to, you know, escape, and all you can think of is, there's not enough time, I don't have enough ammunition, I don't, there's not enough people, there's not enough this, and so what you're constantly hearing is that message of, there is not enough, and most importantly, this is the foundation, is we hear, I am not enough. I am not enough. And what we end up doing, unfortunately, because we're in ego mode and we're constantly getting that message, is that we spend our lives trying to feel like we are enough. So all of our choices are, are based on seeking love from outside, whether it's in our lives, our love lives, our family life, or our business life. And the paradox of living in that is you see, you think, well, it's good, right? It's self-preservation. I need to preserve myself. I need to focus on myself in order to protect myself, in order to get something done, in order to accomplish something. And what happens is the paradox is that that drive for self-preservation is exactly what ends up killing you months or years before your time. Why? Because it's, it's putting you into hyperdrive. It's constantly trying to control and manipulate, and it's putting pressure on your immune system and your, and your sense of well-being. And so it ends up literally taking away. It doesn't serve the purpose that we think it does, which is mm-hmm. to preserve our lives and give us a good life. Mm-hmm. And what's the reason that we wind up actually conditioned this way? Where is it coming from? Exactly. Well, it's coming from our basic drive of human nature, which is coming, again, I believe, from a divine source. Because the divine source is there. We come into this world to have with one incredible power, one incredible power that matches anything, and that is free choice. And free choice means simply at any moment... Do I choose, and it can break down to this in anything, whether you're talking a business decision, life decision, is in any moment, do I choose fear or do I choose love? That's what it all boils down to. And so we are given the default system when we come into this physical world. We're given the default system of being in fear so we can have the choice of choosing to step out of fear into love, which is what is at the core of every human being. Our makeup, our divine DNA, our chemistry is love. And that is the, the other system, which I call the solar, S-O-U-L-A-R system, that we can choose, but it make, it's a conscious choice. And that system is the system of soul, and it is a drive. It's based on completely the opposite. It's based on fear, I'm sorry, it's based on love, joy, and expansion. Let me repeat that again for everybody listening. Joy love and expansion and the mm-hmm. exact the paradox of that and i want you to do this with me i want everybody listening to do the same thing is is at, is the message that the soul gives you at any moment in time is like yay i'm alive yay this is great check out this moment so I, in order to help you guys experience the paradox of what it's like to be in the solar system i want you to take a deep breath with me And I want you simply to say with me, I 
am enough. This moment is enough. And when you do that, I don't know what you're experiencing. I'll ask you in a moment, Hemda. But when I do that, I immediately slow myself down. And suddenly, I can, everything starts to be fuller. I look around the room and, oh, I never even noticed that before. The colors become stronger. The, the images, my thoughts calm down. And that is the paradox because in that moment, that is when the divine flow of abundance comes. That's when all the great ideas come. That's where, and we're so, um, I said, we're so conditioned to think that my accomplishing has to come out of fear. I'm afraid I won't have enough money, therefore I must work hard. I must manipulate. I must, you know, try to um, overcome market share, be competitive with other people. That's what we think. We need that to drive us. But what we've just experienced is when you just say, I'm enough. This moment is enough. What happens is that it allows the divine energy, your connection to joy, love, and expansion to come. And in that moment, it's not like if I'm content or if I believe I'm enough, which is what I think most people think, well, then I won't have any drive. I won't want to do anything. It's the opposite. As soon as you connect to your soul energy, you go, oh, oh, wow. Okay, I have the divine gave me this quality and this quality and this quality. Now, what do I want to do with it? I want to, by definition, share and contribute. So it's actually an active state because it pushes you joyfully to contribute what the divine gave you. Mm -hmm. So, Benson, I did feel simultaneously a relaxing and energizing effect when I communicated those messages. So it is very interesting when you look at it in a very conscious way that sometimes we don't realize the messages that are within us that are affecting our whole system, our nervous system. And so what I'm wondering is, let's say everything that you said around being in a state where there's a concern or fear, I'm not enough, there is not enough, we get into a self-preservation mode where we're in hyperdrive, all of that to me is very recognizable. In terms mm-hmm. Of. Mm-hmm. So what I'm wondering, though, is what do you say to the person who says, no, that's not true for me? Because it's not necessarily something that they're aware of. Ah, well, see, what, what you would do with something like that is give them... It's really simple, actually. It's give them the alternative because, see, they don't know any different. So they're, well, well, no, I've accomplished a lot being in fear. Yeah, but has, has, has it taken its toll on your health, on your relationships or whatever? So you give them the opportunity and go, okay, let's do some breathing. Okay, let's start to, be, to show you how you can accomplish the same thing and have way more joy and have a whole different outlook and do it in a way that actually energizes you so you don't have to be on a variety of pills and um, medications and all kinds of stuff in order to give you that energy that you need or give you that extra you know push in the economy in order to have some competitive edge it's really understanding that life when you help someone shift from see the ego mode is all about it's about me I got it I got and you can feel it everybody who's listening and Hemde even right now if you Go into the idea of fear. Physicalize that for me. What does fear feel like? Don't you pull in? It's very and contracting. And if I said to you now, like a holding of the breath, physicalize like for me um, joy and love, what happens? 
There's more of an expansion in the chest area. Exactly. More of a free flow of breath. Exactly, because when you're in connected to your soul, it's about, it's not about, here's the, the big, one of the may, many, many themes in the book, but one of the strongest ones that will help anybody overcome anything, whether it's personal or business, is it's not about you. It's about what you can contribute. It's not about you. We think it's all about us. It's about what you have to contribute. And so when you're in soul, uh, when you're in your solar system, when you start to think about it, and I'll give you tools because we, we're going to break it down and we've got tools to help people shift throughout this, our, our interview. But when you do that, it changes the whole idea because it becomes about what you sharing what the divine gave you. And, and that I'd is love such to an empowering place bring to come forth from. an illustration so that you can actually show how this plays out in a very concrete way in a person's life, let's say in their personal life, in their professional life. Okay, is well, there sure. an example that you, you can uh, give of example. being in one state and then moving into that more expansive state that you're describing? We have a few minutes before we go to commercial, so we can keep okay, that in mind. I can get all that in. Okay, so for example, you have, you're in business and you've got a presentation coming up. And, you know, some st- stuff is riding on it, maybe a promotion or maybe just impressing people. So the first thing you generally do is if you're in ego mode, which is all about me, it's all about, oh, my God, I've got to preserve myself. And listen to when I talk about it, like y- your voice gets, you can feel it because it becomes, you get, you get uh, the, the voice is quicker and it's, ra- and it's, and it's cl- irrational. And what you basically think is I better not screw up, otherwise I'm going to be in trouble. So you immediately focus on fear. You immediately focus on the negative. What I, so I don't want to screw up. I don't want to walk in there and be an idiot. I don't want to do this. So you work hard and you prepare, but all the time you're anxious about it and you're working hard and, and you do a presentation and say it goes, does go well. And then you, you know, breathe a sigh of relief and people congratulate you. But still, it's not enough because in that moment you think, okay, good, that was okay, but what am, how am I going to top that next? Or what if Joe Blow tries to, you know, um, you know, put me down or whatever. And so it, the whole process is just so, um, uh, it, it works against you. It's not a joyous process. Now, that's when you're in, that's when you're in fear, lack, and limitation. Now you turn it around and go, okay, now I want to do this presentation um, for this group. And if you want to come from a soul perspective, you would completely first, you would start with, I'm enough. This moment is enough. What's my goal here? Not, oh, my God, if I don't lose. What's my, my goal is to inspire people. My goal is to inspire people with this idea, with this concept. So the first, you would ask, what are five to ten things, which we're going to do this later, what are five to ten things that I love about this idea? Well, I love this, I love that, I love this, I love that. What does that do? It shifts you into a state of love generating love instead of needing it for when you do this thing. So, of course, you're going to want to do well in the presentation because you want to inspire people. You want to get your facts straight. You want to have, have things in line. But the whole shift of it is about contribution. The excitement of it is not like, oh, my God, I better get this right. Otherwise, people are going to, I'm going to lose my job and I'm not going to do stuff, which is the negative. You focus on what do I have to give? What do I love about myself as a person? I love my sense of humor. I love this. Good. Well, let me put that into the presentation. And let me make it about contributing. And when you do that, not only do you do a great presentation, aha, but you're connecting to solar power, the power of your soul. You're boosting your immune system. You're actually improving 
yourself, and it's not a negative process. It becomes about contribution and sharing, and you inspire everybody else around you without that being, without needing it, without going in there and needing, oh, please love me, please love my presentation, so I'll feel like enough. Mm-hmm. So we want to go from I am enough, this moment is enough. So we're shifting really into more of that expansive place, that place of love where actually you're able to experience your sense of contribution. The moment is going beyond you exactly. to serve other people. Beyond you. As soon as you step out of you, that's when the joy happens. That's when you can contribute big time, personally or professionally. That's when you do a presentation and everybody's like, wow. That was great. Wow, I'm, I'm inspired because cause it's not, again, you take yourself out of yourself, but what you do, we'll talk about this, uh, at, or if we have a moment right now, you become a love generator instead of a love seeker. I'm so, going to step in right there just because we need to go to a brief commercial. So we'll talk okay. more about being a love generator rather than a love seeker when we return. Yeah. Stay with us. Are you a business leader or owner who's ready for a lifestyle change? If conditions in your company's environment or marketplace are reducing your quality of life, now might be a good time to develop an exit strategy. Creating a transition plan enables you to pace your need for change while celebrating an enriching career. Ensure that you exit on a high note by enlisting the expertise of Hemda Mizrahi. Learn more at lifeandcareerchoices.com. Are you a business leader or owner who's ready for a lifestyle change? If conditions in your company's environment or marketplace are reducing your quality of life, now might be a good time to develop an exit strategy. Creating a transition plan enables you to pace your need for change while celebrating an enriching career. Ensure that you exit on a high note by enlisting the expertise of Hemda Mizrahi. Learn more at lifeandcareerchoices.com. You are listening to Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. Got a question or comment for the show today? Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to hosthemda at gmail.com. Now, back to Turn the Page. We're back. I'm Hemda Mizrahi speaking with award-winning actor, coach, and author Benson Simmons. Benson talked about two operating systems that guide our behavior, the ego and the soul, and we talked also about the principle of expansion. Now we're going to jump into tools you can use to shift away from fear and tap further into your capacity to love. Benson, I'd love for you to share more about that. Okay, cool. Well, we were talking about how to be a love generator versus a love seeker. And see, this informs everything. This informs everything you do at work, everything in your, in your love life, because it, if, if, when you go from ego and you're in fear that you're not enough and you need outside love and approval, you're constantly seeking love. And you're constantly in that mind of like, I'm not enough and what do I do? All that kind of stuff. And it's it just that, that 
that ego fear is just running its program in your brain. Now you can turn it all around, people. Yes, let's have some fun. And we turn it around and say, okay, now in your solar system, and I want to, I want to emphasize it's S-O-U-L-A-R system, right? The power of your soul, solar power, is you start to become a love generator. Now, so what does that mean? It means I am in this moment choosing to generate love so I don't need it from the outside. So I can be so much more successful in my business, in my relationships, with my kids, in every possible way. So tools, because what's the goal? The goal, um, well, we should talk just a little bit about that, just a little uh, side note, is all of us, no matter what we do, we know that when our life has purpose, we have more passion, we feel better about ourselves, we're excited, we're inspired. So what this idea of a tool to shift from fear to love, predicated in all of it, can be what is my purpose. And my purpose, for example, mine, Benson Simmons, my purpose is to awaken the power of my soul and inspire others to awaken the power of their soul. Or it mm-hmm. could be to uh, live in unconditional love 24 hours a day and inspire others to do the same. Or it could be to have faith in myself as a divine being and inspire others to do the same thing. Already, mm-hmm. when you walk into a meeting, when you walk into any situation, if that is your purpose, your goal, that already takes you out of you and puts you into a sense of contribution. But let's get into being a love generator. So, Vincent, just one, one thing before, tools, before you step into for- that. I just wanted to ask, actually, especially for those who maybe don't have much of a spiritual or religious practice, when you talk about soul, what do you mean? Ah, great. I love this question because it's not about religion. It's not about God. It's about uh, what, what your soul is, that part of you that is connected to an infinite source of joy, love, and expansion. I believe that's what God is, is an infinite energy source of unconditional joy, love, and expansion. Whether you want to just call it, um, I have, I've got a little section called Ode to um, Atheists in my book, and it, it doesn't matter what you believe in, but what matters is that even if you believe that that part of us that is, um, that part of, you know, we use like such a small percentage of our brain, four to six percent of our brain. So if you want to just think that uh, that untapped brain potential is what we're referring to as our source of, of unlimited joy, love and expansion, totally cool. If you want to believe mm-hmm. that it is what we relate to as God, that's also really important because one side note, I still want to get to the tools, but one side note is that I believe that all of us, whether you're an agnostic, an atheist, or what, whoever you are, we're still, all of us, are being affected by the collective unconscious of fear when it comes to religion. In other words, fear, oh, I have to be afraid because I call God G-O-D, standing for good or die. Either you're good or I'm going to kill you. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And so we're running around mm-hmm. in fear, which is ego. So whether you are aware of it or not, all of us need to step up and go, okay, I don't choose, I no longer choose, and I've got tools in the books for this as well, but I no longer choose to be in fear because that fear informs your business. Even you go, oh, no, no, I'm not thinking about, I'm not thinking about God in my business, but that consciousness affects you. It affects the fear that you have to compete, the fear that you're not enough. So let mm-hmm. me just go into uh, the tool because I just want to get this out. I know that you, I'm sure you have a, um, some great questions and comments, but to become a love generator, the simplest one, the simplest, easiest, 
easiest one, and I'll ask our audience to do it with you, with, with us, for you to do it and myself. Simply ask yourself this question. You're going to go, oh, that's so silly. That's so easy. What are five to ten things that I love about myself? Mm-hmm. What are five to ten? Give me, give me five that you love about yourself, Hemda. Go for it. And, and when you state it, say, I love my sense of humor. I love my passion. I love my commitment. Give me five that you love about yourself for real. I would say that my love of people is on the top of the list because okay. that always helps. It's, so it's the connection that I have with the world and with others, my ability to connect with others, okay, I good. would say so, is so one. So just, and everything um, really stems from that. I okay, think, good. So let me just, just ask you to state it in that way. I love my connection to people. I love my this. Give me like five things, but state it with I love my and then finish. I love my connection with people. Mm-hmm. I love my appreciation of beauty in the world. Ah, beautiful, yeah. I love my sense of curiosity and always wanting to develop myself and really tap more into all of the good things that you've been talking about today. Yeah, good. Give me two more. Beautiful. I love the world. Okay, good. So I love my, but we're going into qualities that the divine gave you. My okay. what? Ability to okay. perceive things in I would the world. say that I love my ability to really be present and take in things from around me, from the people around me, and also be able to reflect back the observations that I have. Beautiful. So what that does, simply by doing that, what you start to do is you start to shift into a state of love. It sounds so silly. Oh, that's so silly. But you know what? In any moment, if you just simply give yourself some love, and what, because what's in my experience, the soul naturally and the, uh, the listeners and all of us, we know, we know when we're hearing different voices in our head. And the soul voice goes, yay, the divine gave me this. Yay, the divine gave me that. It naturally celebrates. We naturally celebrate who we are. It's not bragging. It's an acknowledgement and it's appreciation and it's a celebration of who we are. And that is what's generating love. And when you So Benson, that, I just wanted to point out here something that was really important that you actually reflected back to me is that you're not just talking about an emotional experience of love. No. You're also actually talking about really reflecting on very concrete abilities that each of us has as humans Yes, that is unique to us. Yes, and I can't tell you, I mean, obviously, in addition to the book and being, a, um, you know, an actor and an acting coach, I also have a, do a lot of life coaching for business people, for individuals, and you can't imagine how many people have trouble with that simple thing. Simply mm-hmm. just give me five to ten things you love about yourself. And as I work with people, they get more and more joy, and they can switch in an instant. And it's not only that, you see, it does. It takes time to make it become a habit because the ego has been working on you for how many years and putting you in a different state. This is not just that. It becomes, it becomes that. It becomes you at work, um, working with your radio people. I know I can tell just by speaking to you that you're such a loving person, but, you know, you could say, well, what do I love about my sound engineer? Five to ten things. What do I love about this? As you're walking down the street or going into a bank, what are five things I love about this bank? And you're thinking like, what? What's he telling you to do? That's crazy. But what happens is when you do that, you get into the habit of appreciating and generating what you love. And we're so used to the opposite. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're so used to focusing on what you don't like. Oh, I hate this long lineup. Oh, I hate this. I hate the, the, the colors in this bank. I hate this. I hate... And, and that is ego. 
Ego will always find the negative. Always, always, always it will focus on what the negative. It will focus on what you don't want, which takes me, of course, to another tool, which is always focusing on what you do want, focusing on what is out there, focusing on the qualities you already have instead of what you don't have. But if you, if you simply go into, you know, make it a habit for 10 minutes a day or when you're just walking, even when you're driving in your car, what are five to 10 things I love about my car? And I guarantee you, this sounds crazy, your car will run better because your car Mm -hmm. will feel appreciated the same way you will feel appreciated. And it's the, I believe that that's the source of every, everything is vibrating in this world with that, yay, I'm alive, yay, I get every molecule, whether it's a table or a chair, it's going, yay, the divine configured me in in a table and I can provide a place for people to read and eat food and, and if the whole world is vibrating with that incredible joyous sense of yay this is what i have and yay this is my opportunity and mm-hmm. the the in a book called the contrus hispilus that's pronouncing it in a yiddish um pronunciation but it it asks the question of what is the definitive quintessential essence of the divine whether you believe it's the divine or whether our mind working at its highest level. And the, the answer, the most beautiful answer ever, is the infinite joy of being. Mm-hmm. So our entire world is predicated on unconditional love and the infinite joy of being. And when you say, yay, I am, usually what comes with that is, yay, I've given this talent and that talent and that talent and that talent. And then what you naturally want to do, you want to share it. That's the natural, that's the way that the natural um, essence of the world, it's a natural essence of all of us from the soul level, but we've been so conditioned by the ego, what isn't right, what's bad, what's, what do we have to be afraid of? So that tool mm-hmm. of simply saying, what are five to ten things I love about myself, I love about other people, will hugely, hugely just start to change, shift your, your focus. Mm-hmm. Again, what are... What is something that I want to, what are the, what do I, what is going well in my life? Oh, you know, mm-hmm. so, and asking different questions, that's oh, another, another amazing tool, is all of, Tony Robbins is, is great about this and says simply that at any one point in time, your mood, your outlook is determined by the questions you're asking. And most of us are in ego questions asking like, why am I a loser? Why did this happen to me? Why can I never break out? And your brain being a supercomputer, will give you the answer. Well, because you didn't do this, this, and this. If you ask the question, why am I a winner? Why am I successful? Why am I, what are five things I love about myself? Those questions will inspire answers, which will inspire a mood change, which will inspire connecting to love, which will lead to making more money, improving your relationships and your health. Benson, I want to quickly summarize some of the things that you said because we again have our three-minute point to get to commercial. I love all of your enthusiasm. And what you've been talking about also sounds like a lot of what's in the research-based field of positive psychology, which we've Mm -hmm. talked about in the show, that research shows in terms of the experience of happiness when you focus on a certain ratio of positive to negative emotions. There's that optimal state where people are more likely to flourish when you experience gratitude, when you have a sense of purpose in your life, and you're talking about, it sounds like, really tapping into the divine in you, each individual, 
I tap into the divine in me, which is mm-hmm. whether or not you have a, a spiritual religious affinity, it's really about your infinite capacity to feel joy. And some of these concrete tools that you gave us also talking about things that you love about yourself. And when you, when you look at the world around you, you think about the things that you love about whatever it is that you're interacting with Ta- and focusing on what's in your life, what's, what's happening that's good in yeah. your life. And so Absolutely. we have just a few minutes left. So whatever it is that you'd like to add on this topic, I'd love to hear about it. Okay, great. Well, we're going to have more tools, definitely have more tools that I want to share with people. But yes, see this, it's not, I just want to clarify because I don't want people to think that, oh, we used to talk about Mr. Positive and, oh, we can't see the negative and you can't critically evaluate. Absolutely. Of course, we need to evaluate and see what's working, what isn't working, whether it's a business situation or a relationship, etc. But the, the point is, is coming from a place of, a sense of generating love, a sense of connecting to a, a, your, your natural state of being, which is an energy of joy, love, and expansion. And from there, you see, we haven't even really talked about expansion, but we talked about it a little bit of like physically what, what feels like fear, what feels like what love feels like. That, that also affects every, the words we use. Our attitude, everything, like the simplest thing is, you know, you'll hear, hear somebody say, oh, I have to go pick up my kids or I have to go shopping. And it's like, on the one hand, you go, well, okay. But it's, if you look at it, if you turn it around simply, this isn't positive, like just pretending something negative doesn't exist. But if you simply change the words to, I get to. Oh, I get to go shopping. Yeah, why do you get to go shopping? Because you have enough money to afford it. I get to pick up my kids. Oh, okay, that means, oh, I'm grateful I have kids. Even though I feel tired, I recognize how lucky I am that there's other people in the world who, you know, want kids and can't have them. And so simply shifting, that's part of the principle of expansion. Now, that doesn't mean that you let someone walk all over you. The principle of expansion, something that feels expansive, also means that you take care of yourself. It also means that you have healthy boundaries when, when someone is trying to impose something on you. It's not just to like, oh, let's all be positive. Of course it is positive, but it's coming from a sense of connecting to that sense of strength and joy and love and expansion that's within all of us. That's our natural core, whether you believe it comes from the divine or whether you believe it's just our unused brain potential. So Benson, that's a yeah. perfect, perfect point for a segue to a commercial. So when we come back, Benson will share the secret to getting your prayers answered. That's a big question I'm sure that a lot of people are wondering about. He'll also talk more about how you can apply the principles he's shared both in your personal and business life. We'll be right back. Are you a business leader or owner who's ready for a lifestyle change? If conditions in your company's environment or marketplace are reducing your quality of life, now might be a good time to develop an exit strategy. Creating a transition plan enables you to pace your need for change while celebrating an enriching career. Ensure that you exit on a high note by enlisting the expertise of Hemda Mizrahi. Learn more at lifeandcareerchoices.com. Are you a business leader or owner who's ready for a lifestyle change? 
If conditions in your company's environment or marketplace are reducing your quality of life, now might be a good time to develop an exit strategy. Creating a transition plan enables you to pace your need for change while celebrating an enriching career. Ensure that you exit on a high note by enlisting the expertise of Hemda Mizrahi. Learn more at lifeandcareerchoices.com. You are listening to Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. Got a question or comment for the show today? Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to hosthemda at gmail.com. Now, back to Turn the Page. Welcome back. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, joined by award-winning actor, coach, and author, Benson Simmons. We talked about tools you can use to shift from fear to tap into your capacity to love. Benson's going to share with us something I would guess many people have wondered about, which is how to get your prayers answered. All right. Okay, so here the big pause. Should I tell them or not? Okay, I'll tell you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the idea is that most of us are used to, whether, we're, whether we believe in God or not, when, when a time comes that we're in fear, whether it's in business or whatever, we'll, we'll, do, we'll pray like, oh, please, God, please give me this, please give me that. Now, um, many people have already determined this, but I also, when I go up into a meditation, you go up to the, the world, which in Hebrew is the word emet, or basically it means truth. And in that place, everything that you say becomes true. So if you say, oh, please give me, then what you are just resonating and sending out is please give me. So you're, staying, you're constantly staying in a place of please give me. And you never get, because you're also usually in a place of fear, like I, can't ha- I have no control, instead of connection, connecting to the divine within you, connecting to your source of, of joy, love, and expansion. So what we use, never ask the divine for anything. Instead, simply use a gratitude statement, which is, say, thank you, Again, you can say God if you want, you can say divine essence, you can say universe, you can say whatever it is, but you could just simply say, thank you, divine essence, for the ease with which I now have my perfect new job. Thank you, divine essence, for the ease with which I now am in a great relationship. Thank you, divine essence, for the ease with which my kids and I, you know, are enjoying a better relationship. Thank you, for, thank you divine, for this. Thank you, God, for the ease with which I have newfound abundance. Thank you for my new customers. Thank you for my expanded um, consciousness. Thank you for... And by putting yourself... you Again, you're generating love by saying thank you. You're generating appreciation, which is shifting you out of fear into being connected. See, because it's not about good or bad. It's just about where, are you, in that moment, are you tapped in? Are you plugged into your source of joy, love, and expansion? Or are you plugged into source of fear, lack, and limitation? So within every, in order to get anything you want, and this works, believe me. I, my clients know it works. I know it works. It just takes practice, just as you're in your car. Thank you, Divine, for my new, for my new source of, um, of inspiration. Thank you, Divine, for my new relationship. Thank you, Divine, for whatever. By doing that, it will shift you, and you will find that your prayers are finally being answered. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you're actually saying thank you for something that hasn't yet happened. And does that also convey a belief and a faith? I do think it does, because it's, it's 
What's faith? See, faith, I mean, we, we've been programmed to think faith, oh, believe in something, and, and it's true, you know, you believe in something and it, and it will happen, but it seems like when, we, when I think of faith in God or faith in something, it seems like it's, I don't know, it seems like it's a, it's a hard thing to do and you've got to have faith versus let's just shift my sense of what I'm connecting to, shift my consciousness. I don't have to have faith. All I have to do is have gratitude for, already, for what I already have. And that, like, for example, that statement of thank you for the ease of the witch, whether I, whether I have faith in that particular moment or not, mm-hmm. it, will, it, it generates faith because it generates appreciation, which generates connection. And connection is what helps you generate faith, knowing something's going to happen. And yet you can do it um, and say, thank you for the ease with which I'm, I'm now married to my perfect person. You know, or I'm, thank you for the ease with which I'm now, I don't know, um, whatever it is you want. And do it as if it's already existed. Absolutely. You can say, mm-hmm. thank you for the ease with which I sell my product. Or thank you for the ease with which I've met my quota, joyfully met my quota. But always thank you, divine, for. And that, it's not a, so it becomes, it's not about faith, it's about connection. It's like tuning mm-hmm. into the frequency of the divine, which by its own nature is faith. Because it, it's not even faith, it's by its own nature, it's just joy, love, and expansion. Well, of course, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to naturally share what the divine gave me. Mm-hmm. Right. So essentially, you're also creating a shift within yourself when you say exactly. that. Exactly. And that shift within yourself is what gives us what we think of as faith, where other pe- where in the mainstream consciousness, it's somehow having faith in something you can't see. Well, I don't need to see it. I can feel it by, when, by choosing to shift into, because God as its essence is, as we talked about, is the infinite joy of being and or infinite energy of unconditional love. Again, your questions are so, so on target. Thank you so much. I wanted to um, share with people the pyramid of protection. See, because what happens for all of us is that we do have an ego. And the idea is not to destroy it. The idea is to convert it, to convert fear into love. Because, you know, you, you get to a certain point and then you're like, oh, my God, I have this fear of something. Why do I have that? Ah, because that fear, by transforming that into love, helps you expand even more. And that's what the divine wants for all of us, to keep expanding and expanding and expanding. But the ego, like a little petulant child, which is how I would explain about it in the book, needs to be reassured. So what we do is have this amazing tool that I uh, was, had the privilege to study with a, a man named Bencion Barami, who teaches uh, energy work and has taught energy work all over the world. So this is a particular thing that anybody can use. It does happen to come from the Kabbalah, from the Jewish mysticism. And let's do it now together. So what we do is wherever people are listening from, whether they're standing or sitting, if they're in the car, don't close your eyes, but you can still... Um, imagine this. Imagine that you're in a four-walled, three-dimensional pyramid, so that there's a point above your head, and on each side of your body, there is a wall of that pyramid coming into a point above your head. So there's a wall in front of you, on both sides of you, and back of you, and then the floor underneath becomes the fifth wall. So you imagine that you're encased, all of us now, I'm doing it with you, are inside what we call the pyramid of protection. And then you imagine a divine light coming from above, and it hits the tip of the pyramid. It charges up the entire pyramid with divine light. So you are encased, protected, connected 
to an infinite source of divine light. And that light is joy, love, and expansion. And from there, there are Hebrew words that are in my book, or people can, can write in if they want what they are. And then you say the words, Atah Hashem Imadi, which simply means you, the divine, are with me. And then from there, you say the words of um, one of the most basic Hebrew prayers ever, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. And then you are protected. And it becomes something. Now, you don't have to say that. You could say simply, thank you, divine, for the ease with which I now feel, feel connected and protected to you all day. Now, this will last for 24 hours, which is why it's something that I recommend that you do every morning. And it's something that I call a ritual. But I spell it differently because I like having fun with words and making it fun. It's R-I-C-H-U-A-L. So it's not a ritual. It's a ritual that will actually enrich your life both spiritually and physically and financially. And how long would you say that would you recommend to practice it? Well, putting the pyramid is just like a morning ritual. All I do is, you know, after I get up and before I do anything, I put myself, I stand, I put myself in the pyramid, and I connect to that. Now, in the book, I have a series of other rituals, like I would have you, uh, again, start to do what are five things you love about yourself. So while you're in the pyramid, you're generating love. And then I would have you go to, actually, my other tool, which we have lost the fine art of, and that is the fine art of blessings, sending blessings to people. Nobody does this anymore, and it's the key if you look at all of the great, um, I guess the great saints or the great righteous people or great people who have had huge success, even financially. You look at, um, at uh, huge people all over the world, they understand the power of blessings, and blessing is simply in any one moment. If you want to shift from fear to love, you want to shift into your soul, again, because in a moment of blessing, it's not about me. It's about me blessing you. And again, don't just, uh, the only thing is, um, in terms of tech terminology, don't say to somebody, oh, I bless you that. Just say simply, blessings for, or divine blessings for. So it takes you out of ego, puts you into your sense of joy, love, and expansion. And in that moment, it's the same thing as, as so I would say to you right now, in order to shift and get into more of a place of love and power and abundance, both financially and otherwise, I would send, I would say, blessings to Hamda for joy and for expansion and for huge money coming in and for you having believing in yourself and having faith in yourself. That immediately shifts me into my source of joy, love, and expansion, and it inspires you to do the same thing. And I'll tell you, like, uh, when you're walking in a bank, when you're walking in a supermarket, again, don't do it out loud because people think you're nuts until they get to know you, but simply just bless people. Instead of thinking, oh, God, I'm never going to get to work, all, all, all the negative, simply look in front of somebody going, you know what? That person looks like they probably need blessings for. Just figure out whatever comes to you. And in your mind, say blessings to you for joy, love, blessings to you that you believe in yourself, blessings to you for abundance. That will shift you so quickly. And it, it actually is a lot of fun. I do, I have, do workshops where we have a bless-a-thought. And for like five minutes straight, we just bless everybody and you. And the blessing becomes, it, it generates energy. It generates divine It generates the energy of joy. And the Benson, energy of joy, I have a know. question about that. Is it as effective if you're doing it silently as if you say it out loud to someone? 
Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, that's a good point. When you are at home, it's really good to bless people and to say what are five or ten things I love about myself out loud. Because we know the power of speech is concretizes an idea into the physical. So when you can do it, I love, for example, with me, now I'm so used to this that everybody knows it already. Is like when I go into any store, when I go for my groceries, I'll usually say, oh, thank you so much and blessings to you. And I have this little thing I do with my hands. Like I, I sort of flick my fingers as if energy is coming out of my hands. And, and I can't tell you. Every single person will go, oh, my God, I can use as many of that blessings I can get. Thank you so much. And it turns that exchange into a connection of joy, love, and expansion. And you do that once, and you do that twice, and you do that three times, and you do it before you go into a meeting where even with, your, with a perceived adversary, oh, my God, the power that that has to turn around and help you accomplish and share. Because, again, contribution, what's, what's money? What's the energy of money? It's the sense of, it's, it's, it's the energy of contribution. In my book, I call money, the, we should change the term to monergy, a combination of money and energy. So people, because mm-hmm. most people have so many issues with money, but when you think of it as monergy, oh, okay, it's just the energy of contribution. Ah, shifts Benson. things around. I just want to do a quick summary because we have just a few minutes left before we close. So you're talking about a few daily practices, one being prayer, shifting the way that we pray so that we're actually conveying gratitude and thanks for what it is that we're asking for. Thank you for the wonderful spouse you blessed me with. Thank you for the great prosperity that's in my life, etc., and you also talked about the pyramid of protection, whereby you're envisioning a five-sided pyramid, the bottom of which is the fifth side, where mm-hmm. you're actually really connecting with this more expansive state that you talked about. Mm-hmm. And you're connecting also beyond yourself with this Absolutely. experience of joy and other aspects of fulfillment and satisfaction in your life. Mm-hmm. And then you talked about also the power of blessings that essentially it brings us a lot of blessing, a lot of wonderful fulfillment and joy when we're actually able to bless other people, to look at other people and to wish them well. Absolutely. And not only that, let's be, let's be like real. It also brings cold, hard cash. If that's what people mm-hmm. are, because it is, you know, if people are thinking about that, that's the thing. Just simply blessing people brings, it shifts you into joy, love, and expansion. And in that state, that's where abundance lies. Joyous, easy, easy abundance. So yes, by doing those simple steps, by putting yourself through the rituals, the R-I-C-H-U-A-L-S in the morning, putting yourself in the pyramid, asking yourself what are five to ten things you love about yourself, saying some gratitude statements that you want to accomplish. Thank you, Divine, for the ease with which I now have a great new job. Then sending blessings to five different people in your life. That will set your day for completely day of, for complete new day of joy and success. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you mentioned actually for the pyramid of protection exercise that you recommend, how much time do you think is a good amount of time to be in that state? Oh, we well, see the pyramid of protection, what it is, it's just something that you put yourself in in the morning and it lasts for 24 hours. It's like just circling yourself with light. Certain people do that, but the, I find the pyramid is stronger. So you don't have to stay there and try to constantly stay there. You can always go back and during the day and go, oh, let me see, let me just put myself back in the pyramid. But it's really just to ease your ego into accepting the soul. 
and going, okay, mm-hmm. ego feels protected. Ah, okay, great. Now I can. But I would say you don't need to do like those four morning rituals I just mentioned. Five minutes a day, you're done. It's not like you need to spend mm-hmm. two hours meditating. Right. Excellent. Well, these are such wonderful and concrete tools that you're sharing, and it'll be amazing to experiment with this on a daily basis and also to be able to see how naturally it comes to people and the cumulative impact that it has on people's lives. So thank you so much for this, Benson. Oh, my pleasure. I just want to let people know that I know you're probably going to mention my website, but if people want to continue this work privately, they can email me at the website at the um, email address you're going to mention. And I just want to give you, Hamda, amazing blessing and everybody listening, everybody listening that you, all of you connect to your inner sense of joy, love, and expansion, that you have divine, divine faith in yourself, that you find everything comes to you easily and effortlessly, that you open up huge gates to abundance and joy and amazing relationships and that you completely accept all the divine blessings that are flowing to you in every moment. Thank you so much, Benson. And if you'd like to go deeper into building the skills that Benson shared today, read his recently published book, Solar Power, that's S-O-U-L-A-R, Power, Unlocking the Eight Gates to Joy and Abundance, which is available through his website, solarpower.biz. BIZ through Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Benson also invites you to contact him to explore private coaching sessions. He can be reached at 310-407-9955 and also by email at solarpower, S-O-U-L-A-R, powerbook at gmail.com. And if you have unanswered questions related to today's episode, please email them to me at hosthemda at gmail.com We'll post responses on our social media sites, which you can access if you follow me on Twitter and like us on Facebook at Turn the Page Radio. Until next week, remember to make the grass greener where you are. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, inviting you to turn the page. Thank you for tuning in to our program. Turn the Page can be heard live every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show, enjoy your weekend and make one change in your life before then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.